Getting a voice. A voice. A voice. A voice. Voices. 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 Getting a voice. To young scientists. Greetings and welcome to the Elevator Pitch episode of Voices of Young Scientists, the podcast of the Global Young Academy. Legend has it that the term elevator pitch comes from the golden studio days of Hollywood, when a screenwriter would supposedly catch an unsuspecting film executive on an elevator ride. And there, with their audience trapped within the confines of the elevator, the screenwriter would pitch an idea to the decision-maker in 30 or 60 seconds. And while we all might not have a screenplay that we're trying to sell, as COVID restrictions are loosened and conferences resume, your own elevator pitch, that is, presenting yourself and your work in an engaging but concise minute or two, is again becoming a useful concept. Hence the idea for the GYA's elevator pitch. So, let's say you're a new GYA member, welcome aboard, by the way, and you're trying to tell your supervisor about the GYA. Where do you begin? Or perhaps you're at a family function, and your aunt asks you how much it costs to be a member of this fancy academy anyways. How does one explain the GYA to these very different audiences in the same engaging way? The need is there, of course, as even my own personal experience attests. Since I started at the GYA, I've been asked about my work dozens of times, and I normally start off by mentioning the up-and-coming National Young Academy movement and how it was kicked off in 2000 by the German Young Academy. If I'm lucky, I can keep them on the hook long enough to explain how the Global Young Academy emerged 10 years later. And if I'm really able to buttonhole them, I'm able to impart how nowadays there are scores of National Young Academies or similar initiatives around the world giving a voice to young scientists in a way that was only dreamed about 20 years ago. But, naturally, such lengthy descriptions require a fairly motivated audience, and these can be really hard to find. Luckily for you, dear listener, for this podcast, I spoke to five GYA members from Africa, Asia, and Europe, all of them executive committee members and past co-chairs, and asked them about their own version of the GYA elevator pitch. Before getting started, I'd just like to mention how thankful I am that our podcast ideas are generated by committee. Otherwise, I'd have been pretty much devastated by everybody's first response to my humble request for an elevator pitch. Um, sure, condensed is not my, uh, it's not my strong point. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you want me so, to do it now? Uh, okay. From GYA offices in Halle, Germany, I'm your host, James Curtis, and this is the GYA Elevator Pitch episode of Voices of Young Scientists. When I started at the GYA in 2017, the first task I received from then-co-chair Tolu Oni was to come up with an infographic and an elevator pitch of the organization. She wanted me to do this because I had fresh eyes and might be able to capture what she called the essence of the GYA. I failed at this task spectacularly, because I didn't have the slightest idea of where to begin. The GYA is just too complex, I thought, to explain it in 60 seconds. Luckily for you, dear listener, we've assembled five GYA members and alumni who are far more eloquent than I am to deliver their own version of the GYA elevator pitch. 
We lead off with Lisa Herzog, a GYA member located in the Netherlands. Lisa, before we begin, could you quickly introduce yourself? Um, hi, my name is Lisa. I'm a political philosopher and economist by training. I work at the University of Groningen in the Netherlands. And my focus is on the intersection of economic and philosophical topics. And in the GYA, I've been mostly active in the um, working group Trust in Young Scientists, where we are currently running a project in which we try to um, make little video clips that we will roll out to young academics all over the world about science ethics and the role of trust in science and the relation between science and society and also science communication. Thank you. Now, as we spoke about before, um, we're after your version of the GYA elevator pitch yeah. about what the GYA is. Yeah, so... So it that... is actually really difficult. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, let me just... So the GYA is this bunch of really excellent and creative and interactive people from all over the world, all fields, where anything can happen in discussions because everyone is so open and has so many activities. You don't know what you're going to learn when you start uh, talking to people. But you can be sure that you will learn very interesting things and it might completely change your perspective. What's also so interesting for me is to learn about how different the lives of academics in different countries and different systems can look, um, what people do every day, what they get up for, what kind of research methods they use. It's incredibly enriching to hear about all these varieties. And sometimes it's also quite very interesting to hear about how academic research and teaching can be organized and what we might learn from each other by adopting best practices from other institutions. Have you got any examples of best practices or things that you, you picked up from some of your colleagues? Yeah. Um, so one example that I found super interesting is when a colleague from Egypt told me that they have permanent positions for academics pretty early on um, with good um, social security and so on and this is one of the reasons why they are quite successful in getting female academics um, to also become full professors whereas in many western countries where there's a lot of precarity in the academic job market it's one of the factors that seems to contribute to a bias uh, towards men and against women because in this in these precarious phases more women drop out learning more about academic employment and academic precarity in various countries around the world is, of course, just one of the many interesting topics that you can discuss during meetings with the GYA community. That brings us to our next guest, past co-chair Connie Shemerwe, who, due to technical difficulties, had to record and send me her elevator pitch. Here's Connie introducing herself, followed by her elevator pitch. My name is Connie Shemerwe, and I've been a member of the Global Young Academy for four and a half years now. I am from Uganda, and my background is in educational measurement. A few years ago, I left academia to pursue a career as a science and policy facilitator, and I am also one of the immediate past co-chairs of the GYA. The GYA is an organization that admits early career researchers from both within and without academia 
from all over the world and from all scientific disciplines, including the arts and the humanities. And being a member of the Global Young Academy affords one the opportunity of meeting a diverse range of researchers at our annual in-person gatherings, as well as working across borders and disciplines to address various issues at the science and policy interface. If it were me after hearing Connie's pitch for the first time, I'd probably still have some questions. But the truth is, the GYA is a hard animal to capture in an elevator pitch, which is why I think Connie felt compelled to add an extra portion to her recording. Here she is again. On a personal note, being part of various working groups and also serving on the executive committee of the GYA has not only taught me to collaborate across cultures and disciplines, it has also forced me to sharpen my science communication and policy dialogue, given that I often had to bring the voice of early career researchers, especially from underrepresented regions like my own, to global science and policy audiences. And this has been a really wonderful experience. Collaborating across cultures and disciplines, as Connie mentions, is really the heart of the GYA, and for me is one of the most expanding aspects of the organization. On any given day, I'm able to interact with talented, amazing people from every corner of the globe. And really, this diversity is one of the GYA's defining values. These values have been around since the GYA was founded, of course, which brings us to our next guest, a founding member of the GYA who later served on the first executive committee. Here's Weeble introducing himself. When you hear his last name, you'll understand why I'm only attempting his first name. My name is Weeble Npiawatanat Meta. I'm one of the founding members of the GYA. So uh, I started uh, at, well, in 2010, and um, I also serve as a one of the executive member in 2011-2012, I think. And currently, I'm a professor in biomedical engineering at the King Mongkut Institute of Technology, Bangkok, Thailand, and a junk professor at the Michigan State University in East Lansing, United States. You might remember Weibo from the introduction of the episode when he seemed to be caught a little bit off guard by my request for an elevator pitch. <laughs> Wait, do you want so, me to do it now? Uh, okay, but, but I could I could try to do it now. I mean, so uh, I'm not your first victim, right? No, you're definitely not my first victim. All right. Um, so GYA, or Global Young Academy, is a platform for young scientists from around the world to have a chance to be voices and echo those voices to international bodies to generate cooperation, international, international collaboration, international disciplinary research with a goal to help enabling good decision-making based on evidence base. As you heard, Weeble is a pretty smooth interviewee and delivered well despite his initial hesitation. 
Another smooth interviewee who I had the pleasure of speaking with is immediate past co-chair Anandita Bhadra. A bit of background on Anandita. Anandita works at the Indian Institute of Science Education and Research, Kolkata, was involved in the founding of the Indian National Young Academy of Science, and was elected its first chairperson by the founding members in June 2015. All right. So, um, yeah, so... Uh, whenever you're ready, just uh, give me the, please, elevator pitch that, that you have for people when they ask what the GYA is and, and what it does. Um, so to uh, introduce the concept of the GYA to a lot of people who haven't ever heard about it, I tell them that uh, we are an organization of uh, early career researchers mostly, and uh, we have uh, members from all over the globe. Uh, across continents, every continent represented at the Global Young Academy other than Antarctica. And uh, we are uh, very, very concerned about uh, inclusivity and diversity. And that's why uh, we make a lot of effort in choosing our members. And we try to uh, always uh, look into our membership and see whether we are representing different disciplines, uh, different regions of the world, different viewpoints, uh, gender perceptions. And in doing so, we try to bring together the voices of uh, young researchers uh, working in diverse fields, uh, different uh, parts of the world, and also representing different communities and cultures. And uh, that's why it's a very vibrant uh, organization because it brings in so many perspectives. Also because we have a membership period of only five years, this gives us an opportunity to focus on uh, doing something where we connect science with society, with policymakers, uh, with uh, lay people, uh, with the young people, get them uh, enthusiastic about uh, science and the way uh, that scientists think. And for us, science is uh, not just a set of disciplines coming from the natural sciences, but science is the way of thought in which you can rationalize, you can use logical thinking, and uh, even if you are a musician or a lawyer or an artist or a, a sociologist, you could be a scientist. The other big thing that the GYA is involved in is uh, capacity building. So do we do workshops, uh, we do leadership training programs, uh, we do uh, uh, various uh, kinds of uh, uh, outreach activities for uh, senior uh, people, you know, early career researchers, not just school children. And the third area that we are really interested in is interfacing and interacting with uh, policymakers so that we can uh, take the voices of young scientists to the policymakers and get our uh, voices, not our in the sense of our individual voices, but voices of young researchers who get affected by uh, the future of policy design. They should get representation when policies are being designed. And we try to interface with uh, policymakers and we try to interface with the funders and other such organizations to reach out and get them, uh, get the voices of young people across uh, to the people who are influencing the present, which would also have an influence over the future. Uh, so that's kind of my elevator speech for uh, the general people who have never heard about the Global Young Academy. Then Andita's right. The GYA is rightly concerned about all of those things and does actually want to make the world a better place for future generations. 
Which brings us to our last interviewee, Tolu Oni, who was the co-chair from 2017 to 2019. As co-chair, Tolu was a real go-getter who pushed things forward. Nowadays, she's a public health physician, scientist, and urban epidemiologist at the University of Cambridge in the United Kingdom. Here's the beginning of our talk, with Tolu responding to my request for her to keep it a bit short. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, um, condensed sure, is not my, uh, is not my strong point. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that the Global Young Academy is a community of early mid-career scientists impatient for impact who recognize the critical role that science can, should, and must play in service to society, both in terms of addressing the challenges we face today, but also just advancing us in ways that we cannot anticipate. We cover across the um, the globe, across every continent, and that interconnectivity fosters a space of exchange that elevates ideas and transformative action beyond what we can do by ourselves. And I would say the GYA is just something that you should give space to. You know, we have, we're confronted with complex societal challenges and wicked problems that just seem insurmountable. And I would say to that, the good news is that there is a community of relentless (laughs) scientists who support each other in making and effecting that change, both within the science and academic space and beyond across all facets of society, something like that. So I guess it's fitting to wrap it up here with Tolu actually delivering the elevator pitch that she had assigned me to create so many moons ago. Hopefully this episode has provided you with some inspiration for your very own elevator pitch, GYA or otherwise. And even more hopefully, you'll need it soon at some sort of in-person event, COVID restrictions permitting. But until then, stay safe everybody and thank you for listening to this episode of Voices of Young Scientists. This episode was produced by James Curtis for the Global Young Academy. Production assistance was provided by Kevin Bolter.